You are tuning into a podcast which inspires aspiring entrepreneurs, athletes, and people to follow their passion. My name is Urshad Ali, an athlete entrepreneur best known for being a professional natural physique athlete and a former world champ. And I'm sitting down with individuals to talk about their stories, the lessons they've learned, and how to make an impact. This is Stories with Urshad. So ladies and gentlemen, on the show today, I have a very, very important and a special guest. He's a professional photographer. I've been really wanting to sit down with this guy and have a talk for a while. And we have worked together in the past and he's taken some phenomenal photos of me that have gone on to actually become really, really famous. We'll be touching on them today. Please welcome to the show, Sean Poe, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for having me, mate. It's an absolute pleasure to be in front of the camera, I guess. It's the first time for me, so... Awesome, mate. This is a this is a first official podcast that I'm doing as well. Oh, no way. So um, it's a new thing for me as well. And, you know, for you, that's why I reached out to you because obviously we work together and you're doing some awesome things at the moment and you have a good story. So I felt like, you know, I wanted to start with someone like yourself and hopefully we can inspire and motivate some people together and, of course, get to know a little bit of your story. Awesome. No, absolutely. Pleasure to be here, bro. Thank you. Not a problem, bro. So COVID what everybody has been talking about and along with other things that's happening in the world at the moment. What do you think, man? Like how, like what have you been doing during COVID? I've been watching a lot of media, um, learning about myself, my family, just seeing what's next. Um, It's, it's been interesting. I think, you know, taking a step back and looking how fortunate we are in New Zealand to sort of have control over things. And, um, you know, you talk to a few different people and they, and they think about, you know, jobs and economic growth and family life and disruption and things. And um, I think it puts puts us into perspective that we have enough time now to reflect on family and what do we need, what, what do we don't need. And, um, yeah, so it, it was interesting. I mean, it was a very quick, what, two months? Jeez, just over two months, right? Seven or eight weeks or something in New Zealand yeah. that we spent in lockdown. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I think you're 100% right, man, like uh, with – with us, I think, so so busy with life and just the hustle and bustle and in and out. You know, you're flying a lot to Australia oh. um, doing your stuff that you do over there with the, you know, with the people that you work with. Yeah, it was it was crazy. So I had um, booked a shoot for Melbourne for Arnold's and literally... When was that? What, what date was that? I think it was March mm. uh, 15 or 16, I think. And I, I remember it was, it was crazy. So what happened was... Um, I shot Amy Lee on the Monday and I was supposed to fly on the Tuesday morning at 6am and literally on the Monday they they announced Melbourne had a, um, a lockdown and a state of emergency so anyone landing into Melbourne had a two-week quarantine and obviously I couldn't do that because I was shooting the next day um, so I literally cancelled my trip on the Monday night uh, on the phone to Air New Zealand at about 12am, fell asleep and then woke up at 2am with them talking to me on the phone and I had to cancel and get my refund literally six hours. So they, they, ended, they were all good with the refund. Yeah. It was, I mean, everything was happening so fast. They just said, yeah, um, um, we'll refund you. And so it was really gutting. Cause like I sort of needed that to last me until uh, May and July. Um, yeah. So, it, you know, if it was, it was interesting because, you know, I, I felt kind of bad not being able to be there. Um, and, and and work with people because I'm you know very fortunate they've picked me and then all of a sudden I'm I'm cancelling last minute which I never do 
But at the same time, you know, two-week quarantine, it's, it's not that I can get away with that being on social media. So so it was interesting. Yeah. So how did the, you know, the, obviously the person that you're working with, it was a person that you're photog- photog- mm, taking yeah. the photos of, right? So how did they take it? Like they would have worked hard to get in shape for the actual competition or whatever. They were, was there a competition for the Arnolds? That, yeah. she, that, that was the person that wasn't competing? Yes. At yeah. the show? So it was um, Arnold's in, in Melbourne uh, Sports Festival and, and, they, and they run, you know, um, amateur and professional competition there. Um, some people cancelled last minute flying into Melbourne because uh, they didn't want to be in a quarantine there and back. Um, people were worried that the competition wasn't going to happen, but it did. Yeah. Um, but there was so much uncertainty. So for me, it was, you know, was my accommodation going to pull out? Was my accommodation going to cancel? Um, if, if, if they won't let me leave Australia, then... Um, what does that mean? You know, do I have to fork out costs for another two weeks in Melbourne? Which Talk, talking about costs, can you imagine for all? Because obviously I compete and I know how much goes into prepping for a competition, paying for all your accommodation, and getting to the show, competing. Not only the the expense, but the stress of actually getting on the stage for competing. Imagine all those. Ath- how many athletes do you reckon compete at the Arnold's usually? Oh, crikey, I don't I don't know the numbers, but you know, would would have been a few, and I would have felt you know I feel for them not having family in the crowd or. or their support network and then and they would have booked their accommodation and paid for it and everything as well and obviously a lot of these people well that's just one person that booked with you obviously you know uh, a show after the show imagine all the other athletes that would have pre-booked with other people to do something because generally people like myself um do things around the show because that's when you're looking you know looking your best yeah um hair and makeup tanning everything was thrown into the mix real short notice mm. no one's dealt with that before um i think new zealand had a lockdown first and then Australia sort of copied. Yeah, 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 um, it was. Closing the borders and stuff like that, so yeah. So with you, it's been really interesting watching you over the years and I think we had this conversation, um, I think 2015 when we did that shoot. Yeah. And, um, and I, was, I was talking to you about that time, like, hey, Sean, do you think you'll ever do this full time? Like, you know, you will, do you think you will ever let go of what you're doing, your nine to five, and ever just make this your day-to-day hustle sort of thing? And at that time, I think you're on the fence. But obviously, over the years, I think when when was the actually let go your nine to five? Because you you were a good, safe, secure. You know, there was nothing wrong. You're doing a great job at what you were doing in IT, right? Yeah. Um. And then what made you take the like the leap of faith into like getting into this entrepreneurship sort of photography and just making this your own own um business sort of thing? That was that was an interesting one. So. I've, I've always been in IT. I've been in IT for about 10 years. Uh, and I resigned end of last year in December uh, before taking a long break for family over uh, Christmas and Chinese New Year um, to do photography full-time in 2020. And um, When was Chinese New Year? It was, 20 the, uh, it was late uh, uh, this year. 2020 was about uh, end of January. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I took a, I stayed in Malaysia, um, and and I left there just around when COVID was sort of happening around China and stuff. And um, uh, 2020 was supposed to be my year with photography, and you know had all these goals planned, um, on track to smash them. Um, you know, progressing year after year. Uh, so this year, it was, you know, the fitness side was really really good for me. I had you know trips to Melbourne in March, uh, Gold Coast in May, Sydney in July. Uh, and then there's Auckland competitions and then uh, Gold Coast in October. And that was going to cover, uh, you know, majority of the year. And then I'd fill some gaps here and there with yep. projects and, um, you know, maybe Just to top com- it off. Yeah, some commercial photography pieces, maybe some automotive and things like that. 
Um, and so, yeah, this year was the year that I uh, wanted to pursue photography full time, give it, give it 100, 110%, um, working nine to five for the previous, you know, nine or so plus years. I, I felt like I, I did myself a disservice not being able to throw myself into the deep end and really uh, push myself photography wise. Yeah. Um, I think that's that's just that's not just you though. Like, there's a lot of people with a lot of talent, like you know, like yourself. And people might be talented in other things that they do. You know, they might be artists or singing, or even um, people that are good at painting, drawing, things they can legitimately turn into a business where it gets them out of that that you know working for somebody else. But I think people are always on the fence. It's something about that they just don't believe in themselves, or they feel too scared because people around them don't support them in doing what they want to do, and I feel that people in their minds have set a limitation because of other people around them because they tell them, no, it won't be possible because the people advising them, I feel, are the ones that have the limitation in their mind just because they don't see themselves doing anything. They also don't see other people doing it as well. Have you, what like So when you were jumping into doing your photography yourself, like who was the... who? I bet you there would have been some people, nah, I don't think it's a good idea. And there would have been some people that would be like, yeah, man, go for it, go do it. Like, how did you, how did your partner, or you know, how did they take it when you when you started talking about it? I'm sure it wasn't an overnight thing, right? No, yeah. Um, I remember when I first started doing photography, was I, I, th I did a whole year for free, um, effectively, and just that was just building uh, my style, um, getting my name out there, um, seeing if I liked it or not, um, and obviously that that had some pushback because I'm spending so much time, you know, learning how to edit and spending time in the gym, networking. Um, taking photos, um, you know, attending the competitions and all that kind of um, business development stuff. And, you know, that time gets taken out of somewhere where, the, you know, might be spending time at home, um, a courtship or whatever. So it was it was hard at the beginning. And I think uh, I, I never saw myself to be a photographer at all and, you know, let alone uh, specialise in fitness and bodybuilding. Um, so it sort of just grew organically, which was really, really cool. Yeah. What, what um, made you choose for, like in fitness and, and like, you know, because you could have photographed anything and everything pretty much, right? Yeah. But what made you get stuck into the fitness sort of scene and stay, stick through with that and sort of become a specialist in that? Um, it was it was funny. Like I bought my first camera when I went to New York and that was the first holiday where I had a holiday. I worked every single Christmas and that was the first time I had a break and I had my first full-time job and I, you know, we spent money to go to New York and I wanted to take photos. Um, so I bought a camera then. Um, and then prior to that, I was playing a lot of computer games, um, crazy amount. So you're a gamer too. Yeah, tons of games. It was unhealthy. So I sold my computer games and I bought weights and I trained at home. Um, I think it was like, I was six foot at 60 kilos and it was, it was a funny story. Um, so I was watching TV with my, my, my girlfriend at the time, uh, now my wife, and uh, I went to move her hand out of the way and I grabbed my own wrist to move out of the way and I realised, okay, well, if my hand's <laughs> the same size as my partner's, that's not a good thing. And so... Yeah, um, that's definitely not a good thing. So I sold uh, my computer game and I used the money to buy weights and then, so that's how I got into the fitness, it was all self-taught, you know, Jay Cutler, Ronnie Coleman back and in the what, day. what year would this be like? When oh, crikey, maybe... Yeah, eight, eight to ten years ago. Eight to ten years, so yeah. 2009? Yeah, something like that. Jay, Jay Cutler had like one Mr. Olympia and I think Kai Green was coming up. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Ronnie Coleman. And so I was really into the fitness scene that end. And, think, and then what I did um, was they came to New Zealand. I brought my camera and took some really cool photos and the photos came out great. So I was like, okay, well, I couldn't find anyone else doing it in New Zealand. Um, so you were, living, you were living in, in, in the U.S.? 
No, 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 New Zealand. Oh, I've right. always, so always you, been so you New went Zealand. over there and then you were coming back with a camera. Uh, yeah, I bought a camera to go to New York for a holiday. Yeah, right, yeah. Right, and then just like, that's how I learned photography. So right. I was taking, you know, photos of landscape and uh, fashion and street and stuff and just exploring. Um, and so that's how I learned the photography side. And then I combined that with my own personal fitness goals, I guess. Um, and that's how I've sort of combined the two. Right. And then ever since then, you've been stuck in. So when you were, when you were looking up to these... Um, you know, Mr. Olympia, Kai Green, and Jay Cutler coming up. Did you ever feel like, have, have you ever competed? Because obviously before this podcast and whole thing, I tried looking stuff up online about you. You're you're a man of um, few few words because you let your work do the talk, talking, I guess. So did you ever get on stage, ever compete yourself, or what yeah. happened with that? I, I don't do too well on the other side of the camera. Um, so I've n- never competed, really. I, yeah. I enjoyed the health aspect, um, the mindset aspect, the goal setting, um, you know, following people's journey, um, hearing about what they've done, what they've achieved. And, you know, I, I guess that I use that as motivation for myself, yep. um, which is always really, really cool. So, I, I, you know, that keeps me um, going with the fitness scene. Um, you know, we, we've been connected for so many years now. It's awesome seeing what you've achieved and, um, you know, people that you're meeting and stuff like that. So it's been... I think six know, years now because I first contacted you in 2014 for, for a 2015 photo shoot. Wow. So so six over half a decade now. Oh, that's yeah. I mean, I still remember that shoot like yesterday. It was really, really cool. Um, and so yeah, I mean, that's how fast time flies. Yeah. And so, did you ever did it ever cross your mind like, okay, I, I'm I'm looking up to Jay Cutler or these people, um, that compete and professionally, and you got into gym, started training, started lifting the weights, and started smashing some like you know, um, supplement. Go to your supplement shop. What what supplements can I take? This protein. You know, everybody does that. And did you ever say, okay, maybe I can compete too? Did you ever have that thought cross your mind? I thought about it, but uh, I, I just couldn't at the time. I think I was studying and yep. work and, um, you know, much respect to them. I, I don't think I could have gone the whole way. Um, I don't, am I limited genetically? I don't know. I'll never, uh, who knows? Yep. Maybe I'll, <laughs> will I find out? Um, you know, stay tuned. No, I, I, <laughs> I, 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 I don't know, but I just enjoyed the whole process of it. But can you imagine you became New Zealand's most shredded photographer. <laughs> Imagine that title. You could have that in your Instagram bio. You could have that in even your LinkedIn, you know, about me, you know, the about me section. New Zealand's most shredded photographer. Uh, <laughs> uh, I don't know. I, I, I might think I might be too intimidating at that point. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> no, I haven't thought about it that far, no. No, I haven't thought about it that far. But, you know, what? In, you said you were in IT, right? What what sort of IT work do you, because obviously you, you went to university and you graduated and, you know, did all... You've been working last ten years, I guess. You've been working in IT. Yeah. So what is it? What is it like? Is it coding or is it? Um, just so I was probably uh, I did procurement um, and then sort of moved into a sales role or BDM or account manager, however you want to spin it. Yeah. Um, I think what I really enjoyed about that was you know meeting people, working with people, um, you know hearing about what they want, um, need, you know problem solving. Um, I'm, I'm sort of lucky because I, I used all that experience into photography. So it gave me a bit of a head start around, you know, running a business in photography, um, understanding the client, what they want, yeah. um, you know, delivering on that. So, yeah, that that was what I did in, in IT. And, um, you know, it, it's not really considered a commodity because you're, you're working with people, you know, people deal with people, people buy from people. People buy from people. Mm. So, I mean... I was about to get to that, that the reason why I brought this up is that usually what you do in your work life or whatever it is, 
and then you try to do something outside of it, I think that reflects on what you do. Like personally for me, um, I've worked across multiple industries and generally when I go to an industry to work, I feel it's not the product or the way to do things. It's it's how fast and how quick you can learn because, you know, things that people did 10 years ago, it's changed so much now, you know? So as long as you have that skill, which is transferable to something else, like you have done here in this case, like you said, people buy from people, right? Mm. So your work speaks for itself. But then again, what you've learned as a, as a person working in someone else's business or whatever, I feel that you've applied it really well moving forward. Just like you said, you had a lot of jobs lined up. Unfortunately, that didn't happen. But um, it's not that you can't come back from it. I think everybody suffered. But for you, I think it won't take you as long as, you know, someone else that doesn't have that transferable skill from... Because you, d- you gave... IT a good 10 years after university, right? Mm, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Uh, absolutely. I think, you know, with, with the whole COVID situation is, you know, it wasn't easy for anybody. But for me, I said, okay, well, what am I going to do to make that experience um, better for the people that are that booked in? Um, so, you know, I issued refunds, um, you know, extended shooting times, all that kind of extra stuff because it, it wasn't an easy process. And I think, you know, what separates someone else from, I guess, your competition is, you know, how do you deal in really tough scenarios like that? Um, you know, I was upfront and transparent and I thought that was really important for me as a, I guess, a business owner. I mean, my name is attached to my business. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I felt that was a time, again, it was tricky, but, you know, how do I step up from that and, you know, go above and beyond, um, yeah, in a, in a tough scenario like that? So for the for the listeners and the viewers that's watching this, um, you know when Sean says that his name is tied to the to the business, it is on Instagram. You can find him. It is uh, Sean Poe Photography, um, and as well as on Facebook, uh, it is Sean Poe Photography as well. And you'll see uh, he's got you know a lot of a lot of famous people you've actually photographed as well over the years, and um, and you've been to in a parts of different a lot of cities i guess you can say different parts of the world doing photography as well um and with with the whole f- whole group of people and everyone that you photographed over the years sort of thing apart from myself and yours truly who has been like one of the most memorable ones or the famous people that you have felt that that you know damn i never thought that when i started in 2010 just as a you know a fan of photography i'd be ever you know taking photos of people like this so who's that one person that you can think back to Oh crikey! I um, that's a really good question. I haven't really thought about it too much like that. But um, a standout moment for me was probably you know um, Callum Von Moga when he came to New Zealand. Um, you know, shout out to Shane from Nutrition Systems for hooking that up. Um, and I think I saw a video of him uh, on YouTube where he was um, training up, and obviously he's a um, pretty good-looking dude and looks like Arnie and things like that and massive following and, and he came to New Zealand and it's always uh, good to try and tee up a, a shoot with them if I could and you know their schedules are super packed so I'm really glad he took the time out for that for me and he was just a real humble guy um, and you know, impressive physique it's it's unreal um, and then and then you know he was sharing some stories around uh, what he was doing and 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 so yeah I think the, the images were really really cool um, a lot Let's of pressure see was if on. We can find some of those uh, images. And by the way, Ron, shout out to Ron. Ron's on the um, Ron and Rookie, uh, the support people today, bringing up all the stuff. So we're just looking. We're going to see if we can find some of those uh, Instagram photos that Sean's taken of Callum. It might be um, on my Facebook page. Probably better there. Facebook page. Yeah. 
Okay, we'll, we'll let Ron find them. Yeah. But, you know, when you're, when you're in a photographing situation with a such, uh, you know, athlete or person of caliber, he's, I think he's gone into do a movie now as well. Um, I mean, he's had some setbacks, you know, his injuries that he's had. But, you know, when, when you're looking to photograph someone like that that has already probably got thousands of photos out there, what are you thinking of at the time of taking those photos or setting up? Because you have to give direction to a certain extent, right? How you want the photos to turn out. So what are you thinking, like, in the terms of when you're taking a photo of anyone, actually? What are you thinking of, and how do you want the photo to turn out, and how do you get it to turn out that way? Like, what's your process? Yeah, with, with Callum, it was, uh, you know, there was a lot of pressure. Um, it was, you know, quite last minute. Um, and obviously, he's he's shot with all the best photographers in the world. And I, I guess for me at that point, is like, hey, well, you know, I should have the confidence to back this up. Um, it's nothing new to me. Uh, what You know, what can I add that's different to what he already has, um, and at the same time, you know, how, how can I work to my strengths? And as that was sort of the um, thought process I went into it. Uh, so many things can go unplanned. So it's like, you know, how do you deal with all the unplanned stuff? Um, and, I, you know, he was really happy with the photos. I think he used it for his uh, YouTube um, cover photo or uh, profile photo, and then he used it in his app, which was really, really cool. Oh, nice. So, um, when you, when you skim through his app, you can see some of the photos there. So I thought that was uh, really, really good. And, uh, you know, feedback through email was, you know, next time he's available, you know, let's tee up a shoot again. So I, I took that as really, really good. That's awesome, man. And, you know, with uh, with working with Callum, how long was it like, because obviously he was short on time, right? To get these photos that we're about to put up over here, um, how wh what was your time frame? Because obviously I'm assuming you didn't get a lot of time with the dude because he probably had a real stacked schedule when he came to New Zealand. Yeah, uh, that was that was interesting because that was the same night I did my Halloween shoot where I did my um, Disney Princesses series. And so um, I sort of had to leave my models uh, in a cold car park in Parnell, <laughs> grab my stuff, pack up my stuff, uh, drive with my assistants to assistant to. So, are you uh, saying this this shoot wasn't planned? It came up all of a sudden. It's it sort of, but I didn't know the time frame. Ah, so it was okay, like, okay, okay, cool. Well, this is the day, but you know, training time, gap, food, um, and so. So you're on your way to the gym, and you left the models. Yeah, I had to, I had yeah. to leave the models in a cold car park, and they all had makeup and stuff. Shoot off all the way to North Shore, uh, Inns Muscle Gym. Uh, photograph, uh, Callum, pack, pack up, pack down, drive back, and then finish my Halloween shoot as well. So it was it was cool. I think it, was, it made for a good story. It was it was cool. But what about those models? <laughs> what, the, what were they doing the time that you're doing the shoot? So what was the shoot? What was the shoot time duration with um, Callum? Uh, maybe maybe forty five minutes. Forty five minutes. So yeah, forty five minutes. Yeah. Get in there, uh, set up your lights, um, and shoot and pack up and. And then, Great, and then drive, drive back, back yeah, yeah. Drive yeah. back to finish that shoot that we're doing. Yeah. So yeah. you said that, you know, um, with um, with getting into photography, bodybuilding somehow inspired you by looking at Jay Cutler and all these people. What sort of photographers or people that, um, you know, generally you get inspired to do something with by the people that are doing things within that field or category or whatever it is? Who's sort of the, I, I don't know photography that well myself, like people, but who's someone that you sort of look up to that take good photos of other people like that you thought that was really, really good? Yeah. Um, I, I always admired um, American photographers, like the, the quality that they bring, um, how, how do they work with the model uh, or athlete and, and you know get some emotion from them. Per Bernal was uh, my favourite. He, he shot for all the magazines back in the day, um, worked with all the biggest names, um, 
you know, had all the covers and his quality of work is just insane. Like he was so good. Um, obviously knew about photography. Um, you know, there was some of them, you know, LG, HFX, uh, Brett Seeley from Seeley Photo. These are the people that I looked up to back then. Toby Harrison was a big one. I remember uh, taking a photo with Toby uh, in Australia for the WBFF and then uh, as a sort of a selfie with him. And then, you know, two or three years later, we're sort of working together and, and you know, we compete with each other, but we're, uh, you know, considered good friends. Yeah. Um, and so I thought that was really, really cool. But, you know. So, so how many years would he have you on photography? Like, obviously, when you started, you, you were, you're looking up to him, but now you're sort of working together slash, you know, like competing. Is that just, so how, what would you say? Oh, these guys had, you know, tons of experience um, and, and they did really well in terms of marketing themselves and, and knowing the right people and, and, and how to get it, you know, getting his foot in the door and whatever. Um, but, you know, I'd say five, six, seven years ahead of me, I, minimum, I'd say. Right. Mm. That's a bit of a gap to close in the show. And I guess what's happened over the years now, I guess in most of the field anyway, maybe back when they started five or six years before you, um, a lot of the technology and camera gear and everything probably wasn't as accessible as it is today. Like nowadays, you know, you can go pick up one of the most basic level sort of cameras, get started. You don't even need a lot of gear to get started at a starting point. Whereas if you look maybe 10 years ago, 15 years ago, there was a lot more investment up front because, you know, some cameras, the features that they have now back then, that would have cost thousands of dollars more. So like because of technology evolving, because of it's readily available to people now, more accessible, I guess that's what's been driving the competition more as well, right? And in, in photography itself. Yeah, um, it, it's interesting seeing how it's sort of changed over time. Um, you know, you know, back then it was really mastering the art of light, um, angles, composition. Um, you know, cameras were quite expensive. Phones didn't really have high-tech cameras back then. Um, and there was a strong focus on quality. Yep. But, um, you know, these days uh, cameras are so good. And, you know, more often than not, I'll use my phone camera uh, for personal stuff now as opposed to bringing my DSLR so heavy and damaged and whatever, um, that it's shifted from quality into quantity. Um, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, for example. So, Are you on TikTok? Uh, I haven't posted anything. So um, you have an account on TikTok? I, I do have an account on TikTok. What, um, are you, what do you feel like just just off the off topic? What is your thoughts on TikTok? By the way? I'm interested in that. I like it. I think it's it's a hard platform because you really do have to become creative and 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 it's not a photo anymore it's it's a video and so um how do you engage more in video and so that's why i haven't posted anything because i'm a photographer i'm not a videographer um and you know i i I go on there because i see a lot of um, techniques and and people doing things that are really really cool so i i like it i think it's really cool it's it's crazy because i've seen some of the behind the scene footage of some of these um 15 second tiktok um you know, video clips, they put in some hours of prep just to get in that 15 seconds. It's crazy how, how much work goes into, you know, some of those fancy, flashy TikTok videos you see? Yeah. So much work actually goes into just producing that 15 seconds. Oh, yeah. Um, I've, yeah, you know, what they're all doing composition with cha- uh, clothing changes and stuff like that. I mean, yeah, I, I personally don't have the time to do that. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, a lot of them are, are, are videoing on their phone editing in Adobe Premiere or whatever and then sending it back to their phone and uploading it. And that's yeah. that's crazy. If you're getting paid to do so, then absolutely 100% that's your job. But yeah, I mean, it's it's a crazy media uh, creation platform um, and and hats off to being able to have a wider audience because if you, if you become viral on TikTok, then you 
pretty much can get away with doing anything. <laughs> Do you think, like, um, while we're on the topic of TikTok, like, for you, if you took photos and told, uh, like, through a slide, sort of slideshow sort of video thing, and you told a story, 15-second story through photos on a slideshow video, how do you think that would that would be? Uh, you, don't, you don't have to prep anything. It's just that you're making a good slideshow and then tell the story of whatever it is. Yeah, I've, I've seen that. I think, you know, um, you know what, what do people want to see? Do they want to see uh, my best works? Do they want to see the behind the scenes or how do I do things? Um, so I'm, st- I'm still trying to work to how I can you know, maximize TikTok. Um, is is the audience that I'm attracting, um, you know, will I be able to photograph them in the future or whatever? Um, you know, how does that work with with business and shoots and getting my name out there and things? It's, it's interesting. I'm still trying to break that down personally, but um, yeah, I think that I'm probably a bit behind on the TikTok front. I am too. I mean, I don't even have TikTok downloaded on my phone, to be honest. Um, I just feel the same thing. I think it's you, what you said before, it's really true, like to go um, to go viral. It's really, but it's really hard to get paid off of, you know, when you make a viral video. I think that actually TikTok is under so many lawsuits filed against them because of copyright issues and things. So it's a, it's a platform with a lot of great areas at the moment. And I think if you are putting so much time into it with something that you're not getting like for yourself, you know, whatever it is in return, if you're not going to get booked, bookings from it if you're not going to get um any sort of monetary value from it i think it's very hard to fees a lot of time going towards like you know putting towards that tiktok thing yeah yeah i mean for example um you know if i happen to have a, a massive american fan base which would be awesome you know can i service that that market in america and it's quite hard with obviously now with covid but you know tickets there and back and accommodation stuff so um i there, yeah it, i didn't work tiktok out to be as strong for me as I did with Instagram. Yeah. All right, here we go. I think um, we finally have some Callum photos with uh, Sean Poe uh, tagged on it. So talk me through this uh, shot. Is this in the gym? Is this with the, where's this photo taken? Yeah, that was shot in uh, NZ Muscle Gym on the shore. Um, you know, shout out to Dion for letting me use that spot. That's a really cool spot, nice high roofs. And um, yeah, he was just getting a pump on and 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 I think uh, most muscular, he, he sort of kills that pose and uh, his left arm is always more dominant his left arm is crazy massive compared to the right um and so that's the way i frame that photo so left arm is the one on that side and that's is that why he's showing more of this sort of right arm uh yeah yeah it's on the right but yeah his left arm was always he well he told me his his left arm was always better so right that you know that photo over there if i were to say i would never guess that that's taken at a gym that almost looks like a studio with a black background dropped. Uh, is that a lot of that? Did you darken it through? Th- is it against a black wall or what is that? Uh, so? It was. It was at night. The shoot was at night. Oh, so was not, it, yeah, not much natural light coming through uh, the roof and whatnot, and um, just just getting that graininess effect. You, you, I, it cuts out all that ambient light, so that's why. Um, I and I guess people are working out in the background as well. I didn't want them to come into photo or get, you know, dis, dis, distract. Um, from the photo, so I sort of made it darker. I see. That's a very, very good photo, guys. And if you want to go check it out, it's on Sean Poe Photography, and that's on Facebook. That's on Facebook, the photo. If you want to check out photo of Sean, um, Sean Dunn um, for Callum. Uh, and that, oh, whoa, that's a good photo with his legs. Yeah, oh. he's, he's got a crazy physique. Um, real, na- Obviously real natural in front of the camera. 
And, you know, he wasn't prepping for anything either. So for him to just rock up like that, it's pretty, pretty I suppose, unreal. I suppose you have to be in that shape, right, if you're coming to a fitness expo where people are going to expect you to wear, like, next to nothing, no clothing. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Th- those, are, those are some good photos. And um, we'll, you know, we'll, we'll chuck my fo- – actually, these shots that you took off, sh- um, off uh, Callum – were there planned shots or were you like, okay, we'll do this, we'll just do Or did you already have like something in mind when, because I remember for our shoot, right, it was like we kind of like, all right, what sort of, you know, what, what are some examples of some photos that we can have a look at and hopefully recreate that or make it in our own way that we can do it. What about this guy? Like, because obviously you didn't know when you were shooting or how you're going to shoot him, so. Yeah, um, it was, I guess for me at the time, well, I'm trying to remember, it was a couple of years ago, but I think it was, uh, you know, one of the best features what 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 content does he have that now he doesn't have and can I fill those gaps? Um, and and do we have enough variety to make a set, make a series in case it was published or I uh, wanted to use for print or magazine and stuff. So yeah, that was that sort of just all compiled um, and you know thinking on the fly as, as you're shooting um, for that to happen. I see. Okay, well, you know, with this guy taking the shot and we'll bring some of my photo on there, one of my famous photos on there too, that, you know, when I thought about that, when I was, when I was thinking about this podcast and looking at the photo that we'll talk about that photo, I realized looking back at the emails that we had back backwards and forth, that was actually, wasn't a planned shot because I remembered like, even though it was in 2015, I remembered I picked up that, you know, I was just literally moving that, um, that squat yeah, the um, hex frame or something. Hex frame yeah, yeah. out of the out of the way. And I was like, "Hey, Sean, what do you think?" Well, just the lights weren't even set up, set up for that photo actually. Mm. And I remember they were set up somewhere else, and I picked up that and I was moving out of the way. I'm like maybe the blue weights would look really cool. And that photo that wasn't planned actually ended up being in I think in a magazine. It actually ended up being on a balance banner, mm. and it was across across. It's on the balance website. Oh, cool. That ended up going. Um, I think balance ended up. Um, It'll be on on your page and my Instagram too. So, yeah, yeah I think um, a lot of the time I I try not to overthink too much because you know things can just not go to plan. Um, and sort of the best photos, I guess, through experiences, you know, catching uh, something or someone in the in the middle of something. Um, and so when that happened, it was like, oh, cool, that looks really really cool. Let's let's just take that one step further and 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 add our mix to it. Um, and so, yeah, I'm really glad on, on the way that came out. And I think for me it was, you know, get, getting you to do something that was animated um, but quite raw, I guess, you know, not too posy but um, quite physical. Yeah, so that, that was a really, really cool photo. Um, it'll be somewhere down. I think it'll be on a balance banner that you can find as well. Yeah, I think they might have been at the fitness expos and stuff. Yeah, that like was that, at yeah. the fitness expo as well and stuff. So moving forward for you, Sean, you know, now you have, you know, left, you've obviously finished work, like a full-time nine to five, you have free schedule to do whatever you want to do. You can be, you know, whatever part of the world you want to be after when the lockdown, everything is lifted, of course. So what does it look like for you now coming out of the lockdown and border, border opens up and what do you, what do you, what do you plan on doing? Uh, I haven't been um, pushing too hard per se, um, obviously, with with fitness, all the competitions have sort of been pushed towards the new year. So, um, not many people are in shape right now. So, at the moment, for me, it's like, okay, well, who who needs content? Who needs uh, continuous content to push their brand, um, their product? Um, and at the same time, also taking time to think of you know personal projects that I can do to uh, keep creative, um, 
keep top of mind, um, you know, refine the technique, things like that. So that's sort of where my headspace is at. Um, you know, currently working on my website, um, just refining my communications with clients and bookings and stuff and you know, how fast can I respond, how much detail can I provide. So that's where I'm at at the moment where it's just um, improving uh, the wheels of motion, I guess, just to, to, to make it more of a proper business and then towards the end of the year, um, you know, get back behind the camera, um, start shooting a bit more and start planning that out. And with your, um, with, with your photo shoot, you know, you've predominantly been focused on photographing people and athletes actually. I, Cause I remember asking you this question a while ago. Um, I think when you were doing someone else's shoot at premier fitness at the gym, what, like, what do you, Will you go into other avenues of, uh, like, you know, would you go in the, the commercial sort of thing? Maybe someone wants, to, you know, a product shoot for some other brand or something like that that's not people, like not athletes. What are, you, what are your thoughts of going down that alley? So I've, I've sort of shot, um, I guess, through the uh, learning curve um, a little bit about everything. Um, so I've, I've done my product stuff back in the day. I've done, you know, landscapes. I've done pets. I've done animals. I've done engagements. Um, I haven't done weddings, um, and so it's like, okay, well, what do I find interesting, and where do my skills sit? Um, how does that timing of the shoot work with life and whatnot? Um, and so, it's I still gravitate back to fitness because it, it works out really, really well. Um, you know, following people's journeys, meeting a lot of people, um, and and you know, being really honoured to be selected to take their photos. Um, moving forward. This year, I guess, sort of the gap fillers we talked about was, you know, um, to using that people connection into uh, potentially, you know, commercial headshots, um, LinkedIn, about me, that kind of stuff. I see, um, yeah. And uh, then... Yeah, I think LinkedIn, you're right. LinkedIn would be really, really good because businesses have people that they need to take photos off, obviously. So I think at the end of the day, I guess what you said is people that you want to be working with, right? Yeah, and and through IT, I guess when I was um, trying to find new clients through IT, is you're going on a lot of people's websites and all their their you know um, stock photos, all their, their, yeah. their stock photos or their team photos that are just really outdated. And um, you know, branding is really important these days. It, it reflects who you are um, and 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 what people perceive of you. So uh, you know, getting a good portfolio together, reaching out to them and saying, look, well, I'll come out. Um, take photos of you and your team. You've got something consistent. You've got something up to date. You've got something professional, um, and you know, up to you how you want to use that to push your business. So yeah, exactly what you said in terms of for branding. I think a lot of businesses and people don't realize that you know, um, even like I guess um, for a lot of people, like getting just a friend to do the photography in terms of they might just have a camera and be like, hey, hey, dude, can you come out and just take some photos? But it's nowhere near uh, like a, a professional setup or anything like that. And they get somewhat okay photos. But for me personally, it's always been I'd rather spend money on a photographer that knows what they're doing, that has some body of work to show for and get the photos done. Because I don't think people realize that the photos that, that you know they obviously take is going to be there forever. And you, if you're an athlete, um, if you're an athlete listening or watching, um, find yourself a really, really good photographer like Sean because these photos, all your hard work that you put into getting ready for a competition, they stay with you forever and you may not be able to get into that shape again because you may not compete again because a lot of the people that compete obviously, you know, sometimes never compete again. 
and even businesses, you know, it reflects badly on a on a photo that's not done nicely or not not done nicely. It's not showcased in the best. Their business is not showcased in the right way possible. And you pay, and I guess that's what you sort of you know get get for what you pay. And I remember clearly back to when I was doing my photo shoot with you. I said, "Dude, what do you charge? Cool, let's do it." It's yeah, it's it's an interesting battle, I guess. A lot of people face is around um, how do you, how do you justify getting a photographer? You know what what what's the work involved? Um, for me, you know, my mindset's always okay. You know, what value can I add? Um, what how far can I push someone? Uh, to get a photo that they may just get with a friend or, or, or whatever. Um, so in terms of, of, of bringing that out, um, yeah, it, it, it might not be cheap, but again, you know, the time involved, um, setting that up, research, retouching, uh, all that stuff. And, and, and you're right, it's, it's images that sort of stick with you uh, throughout um, time, for example. I, I remember doing a lot of shoots in the past and, a lot of people I photograph now have uh, babies and children and whatever, and so exactly, yeah. they're able to reflect and say, "Hey, look, I achieved this back in the day," and um, you know they they spent all the effort um, working towards that, and so I guess a lot of them have used it as a reward to themselves to uh, document that journey, um, and and yeah, same with companies and branding. It's you know what, what you what you put in is is what you get out, and I guess um, you get what you pay for in the end. I tell these, because obviously I do digital marketing, I tell these to businesses and company and uh, directors and business owners day in, day out. You know, when I go and have a look on their website, if I'm doing their marketing and thing like that, personalized photography of your own business and own people. And it reflects the personality of the business, personality of the people that work within the company. And also it doesn't look like a template that's just been used. And it really, I feel as a consumer or a person that's looking to do business with business, they want to know who they're working with and who they're dealing with. And this is where a good set of photos that reflects your business really, really in the true true light possible. I think it goes a long way in for that business to acquire the business because it builds that trust. And there are some companies that do it really, really well um, in terms of they, you know, they really showcase their people. And those are the people that you generally see other people that are winning. Yeah, um, I guess, you know, how do I bring that back into fitness photography is, is you know, personal trainers, for example, um, you know, leading the charge, their, their face is their brand um, effectively. And so, you know, you, you, you work so hard to achieve the best possible condition and then, you know, not work to your strengths with, you know, another photographer who may not understand lighting or angles and so forth. And so you kind of cut yourself short it's, it's, it's an interesting one um you know one of the battles constantly for me is is talking through that and and i guess showcasing that with photos um i'm really lucky that i have a very strong referral network um and branding that i've sort of created you know over five or six seven years and and so now you know, most people don't know what I look like, which which I kind of enjoy. But <laughs> but when I introduce myself, it's quite nice. It's like, oh, okay, well that, that makes a connection because they might have seen a photo somewhere and they go, oh, okay, it, it might link back. Um, and so, uh, yeah, for myself, it, I'm only showcasing my my photos as a representation of who I am and and, and the work that I put out. And you know, the the work that you put out is awesome. You know, I cannot stress enough on how good your photos are in terms of. The quality, the, I think the style is unique. Before seeing your photos, I think there's a thing in New Zealand specifically that I know of, like um, when someone sees a photo, oh yeah, that's a Sean photo. It's like a, 
it's like a signature. Yeah, that's a Sean photo. Like people know that's okay. Yeah, that's done by Sean. It, it, that's taken time to build up, and I'm, you know, I I can't take all the credit for that because I've obviously I've pulled bits and pieces from other photographers, uh, overseas and and locally and whatnot. But you know, it, it's finding what what I'm comfortable with, um, what the client is comfortable with, and what's also different, so that uh, you know each person has a different set of photos that you know I I can't reproduce. Um, a set for someone else. If someone says, "Hey, you know, come and do the this sh- this shoot that you did for so and so," it will be impossible for for me to re- replicate. Um, so again, it's just understanding the strengths for that. But yeah, I'm, I'm glad I have my own style and technique now. Um, it's consistent. You know, sometimes I might be quite bored of it, but again, ha- you know, have I peaked? I think I might peak maybe in the next five to ten years. Do you reckon? No, I don't think so. I think as far as you keep pushing the creativity, innovation, and coming up with new concepts and ideas, which I see you do, you know, Halloween shoots, Christmas shoots, um, you know, all the things that you've been doing. I think that's, that's no one calls up people or puts up a post, hey, look, do you guys want to work on a project? It's free. You know, you put up a lot, of, a lot of your time and your equipment and everything, and then you go ahead and do the shoots with people that, whether it be in groups or individuals, and they can take that photo away, and it's it's a project that you've done because you're obviously passionate about what you do. Yeah, it's it's an interesting one. Um, again, a, a personal battle is is saying, okay, well, it's good to be consistent, but it, is it the same? So for me, it's uh, I always think, cool, I'm delivering this consistent output. So when someone books, they go, okay, well, this is what I'll receive, um, and there's no um, dramas around what you're getting, what you're not getting. But at the same time, I'm trying to take time to be more creative and, and understand what else can I do with photography, come up with these cool concepts. It would be really cool to be, you know, one of the top creators, um, I guess, in, in Australasia. But time, time will tell. That's something I'm working on. So hopefully in the next five to ten years. That's awesome. I, I feel that, you know, if COVID didn't happen, this year would have launched really, really well because – You've obviously let go of your nine to five. You saw enough opportunity there and you believed in yourself. And I guess your support system around you was really good, is really good as well. And if this didn't happen, you would have had the most awesome launch um, to do what you wanted to do, not just in New Zealand, I think like in other countries as well, because, you know, and so like with, with doing what you do, what, what are the like equipment, like in a lot of Sony fans, Canon fans uh, and whatever, Panasonic or whatever it might be, what are the sort of uh, equipment that you use and the, the software that you use to edit and do the, what you do? Yeah, I, I love my toys. So technology is <laughs> good. Eh? Like I love it. Te- technology is really, really good. Um, when in, Through the seven to 10 years I started taking photos, I've gone through about nine cameras um, and I, I use Canon and the only reason I use Canon because my friend worked at Canon and he got me a real good deal at Canon. <laughs> uh, so that's why I've been Canon. And I, I sort of grew into each camera. So I, I started off with the basic one. Um, I understood that. And then as, as um, you know, environment changes and, and you understand that, you move on to the next one and so forth. And so I'm currently, you know, cur- currently using the 5D Mark III, which has been a crazy workhorse for the last three years. Um, and... Uh, yeah, ha- hasn't faulted, um, and it just it, it puts out everything that I needed to put out, and yeah, it's. I mean, you can go through all this gear, all this, all this technology, but if I, f- I, f- I don't want it for me to take away from taking a photo, so I, I took a step back from 
understanding technology so much and as, as to understanding light and people and emotion and feeling uh, and technique. So as much as I love technology, I, I've sort of not spent anything on it because I don't want to be too gear obsessed. Yeah. I mean, I've seen a lot of those, you know, crazy viral videos that you, that you see of people that making content, whether it be video or fo- photo and stuff like that. And you'll see these guys, they use the simplest equipment it's like next to nothing minimal. I think phones in most cases, and they've been able to make like feature films and they've been able to take the awesome photos that you'd never would know in it unless they showed you the, the behind the scenes. Um, you know, the kind of ones I'm talking about, they scroll through and, and you see like, oh, that's how they did it, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Um, phones, for example, uh, they're so powerful, slow-mo and whatnot. And, and that's what I like is, you know, seeing people get creative around that. You don't need the best gear. You don't... Uh, need all the compute power and all that kind of stuff people doing things in front of you um and just i guess pushing yourself with being creative it, you know yeah technology will take a step back and and i think creativity is what will set some someone up above someone else yeah and with the technology while we on it what do you use to like put the photos together sort of thing i think photoshop uh, adobe is what everybody uses is that sort of what you where you are too so yeah, I, I started off using Lightroom and um, it was really good in terms of understanding you know basic adjustments and what does what uh, and and then I progressed into Photoshop because I needed to I, I know I had to use Photoshop um, and so that was a, a whole learning process in itself um, all self-taught and so as as you kind of push yourself you, you got to edit things and you got to edit things faster and you got to know what to do. But um, now these days I use Lightroom as my cataloging, um, as my thumbnails, as my workflow management, um, and then use Photoshop to give me uh, more control to the photo or adjustments. If I make any mistakes, I can reverse those. Um, and yeah, just, just saving those gives me a better format. So yeah, so I now use Lightroom for workflow and Photoshop for one-on-one photos. So Photoshop and what like when you do Photoshop, what is it that you sort of do within Photoshop for people? Is it like, um, I guess more the light sort of work is done in Lightroom, right? To either enhance the lights of the photos or, you know, how to get those literally blurry or dark. You know, sometimes you get that uh, depth of field blur, and you sometimes you can put that in post as well. I guess that's in Photoshop, right? That you would be doing that. You you can put that in post. I, I generally don't. So I, you don't I, add those. No, so I, it's I, through through I, camera. Yeah, uh, for me. I've always had the, uh, I guess, ethic to get it right in camera. Because yep. um, if you don't get it right in camera, um, you're shooting 300 frames. <laughs> I just could not fathom editing 300 individual frames. So um, always best to get it right in camera for me. And then in minor tweaks around, um, you know, removing distractions, fixing up skin, hair, um, yeah, anything in the background, removing light stands, for example, things like that. And, yeah, my goal is always not to overly do an image and just try and keep it as natural as I possible. I suppose you'd be removing some people too, right, because sometimes you're shooting in gyms and stuff, you'd remove some people from the background. Yeah, uh, yeah. On, on the worst extent, yeah. I, again, I try and get that right in camera by just waiting for the person to move out of the frame. Yeah, it's always easier to do that, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Tw- 20 seconds in front of the camera versus two hours in Photoshop. Yeah, I, I was never re- good at Photoshop uh, either. You know, you can tell by my thumbnails on Facebook <laughs> and YouTube. It's it's not good. And um, what what keeps you motivated, man? Like, what 
like you know there's a lot of work like you know you get a book you obviously get to get the client first which comes through referral for you then you got to set up a time to make sure their time matches with your time then you can actually do the work itself and then then there's the post work and then you got to make sure they deliver the photos too so doing that process over and over again what is it that you think of and it keeps you motivated so it's not like you can watch them like you know when you go to the gym it's not like you can listen to this motivational music or someone pumping iron and you get pumped yourself like is there, is there such a thing for photographers that you watch people take photos and it's like i'm pumped now um i think i think for me how i keep motivated is um just understanding why i do it and 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 you know, I, I feel very fortunate when every, every time someone books in with me because it's, it's not easy choosing a photographer and it's definitely not easy uh, standing in front of a camera. So that that keeps me grounded. Um, and so, you know, they, they pay for a service and it happens to be a premium service. And so, uh, you know, how, how can I make that experience as easy for them? Um, you know, they're busy, they have a really busy schedule. So how, how do I streamline that for them? Um, and so... Yeah, I guess I just try and make it as easy as possible from, you know, um, taking the photos, you know, shortlisting the photos, editing the photos, and, you know, taking any feedback or, you know, providing any recommendations through experience and things like that. That's, um, you know, when you said making it easy, what, when the when the first time I did a photo shoot with you, oh, there it is, that photo that we were talking about. The first time I did that photo shoot with you, that photo over there, by the way, is not a planned, like wasn't on our shot list. I was literally moving that and then it was like, yo, Sean, what do you think? He's like, oh, yeah, stand like this. And I'm like, okay. And then that's when we took the photo and it went on to be the main photo of that photo shoot, to be honest. Um, as I said, this is the one that featured in magazines. This is the one that, uh, you know, um, went places i guess and it's everywhere this is the most famous photo and that was i think i, I re-uploaded that because that's only shows 29 weeks ago but it's more mm. it's more than that that photo there but yeah I'm, i felt easy i felt like we had done work together i felt like um you know that we had known even those i think prior to this i think i'd only seen you do um yeah i think i only had seen your work and seen you at the gym to do the shoot and then I stopped you over to say hey can I do a shoot with you and I think that's how we just got started yeah um that's that's typically a really really cool way and just you know um for me because I don't really push myself online as much um was I guess sharing about who I am and and is this person approachable and is he easy to deal with um so I, I always keep that in the back of my mind when working with people it's it's like I said it's, it's really not easy to uh, stand in front of the camera and have someone tell you what to do and more often than not not wear very much clothing so <laughs> um, it was it, it's always been good and just refining my craft I guess um, yeah yeah I mean like I remember this photo here was literally right next to the toilet so <laughs> oh yeah back then the the toilet was in the other room with premier fitness I, I don't yeah. think that room is there anymore it's been removed correct but yeah that white background is um of that toilet wall, yes, it is. You're right. So, so people won't know that, but you know, if, if we can pull this kind of content standing next to a toilet wall, that you know, that means something. That's great. Actually, while you this photo, I remember walking into a shoot that you were doing, and you're working with another athlete, and um, you were trying to recreate sort of something like this with them. Wasn't this was one of the photos that one they wanted to do? Yes, I think. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't think I could have got it as refined as that, but yeah, a lot of people, um, you know, pull inspiration from previous shoots and stuff like that, which is always really really cool shows that they're uh, planned and, and, and um, worked hard towards it. And 
sort of prepared, uh, which is really cool. And it, it always feels good when they're pulling, you know, photos of yourself and, and people that are local to, to replicate. Yeah, I think this, actually, now that I think about it, um, Balance did use this photo to put up in Health 2000 on the shelves initially. As much as I like this photo, I think it's really, really cool and everything. But then the whole thing was they also didn't put, they didn't put my name on the photo. <laughs> it was, um, y- you know, I think these were the couple, few of the photos that they obviously bought the, the you know, the rights to. I think there was a few photos they did. And this was one of them, actually. And then, yeah, I wasn't quite happy with that. They used the photo. Then they switched it to the other one. Yeah, I remember now. But this is a good photo as well. Yeah. This is a very, very good no, photo. That was good, yeah. So with, with, when you're taking a photo, right, of something, obviously people have something that they want to, you know, get out and say something. What is it that you're trying to say with your photos and how do you try, like, obviously communicate that to, as a photographer to people? So, so, like, I suppose you can look at art, right, for example. People, when they're doing art, and then they can look at the, 10 people look at the same painting. And be like, oh yeah, I can see what the, the artist is trying to say. And sometimes it splashes a paint on on a piece of canvas. And they'll be like, okay, yeah, I know what this artist is meaning. He's feeling this emotion and you know that. And so what is it that you how do you, how do you how do you sort of deliver emotion to with through your photography of what's happening? My I guess uh goes back for me is is you know, is is, is what you're saying is what what do I try and achieve? Um so I, I specialize in fitness, and, and so what does fitness mean to me, and what does fitness mean to the person I'm photographing? Uh, so for me, it, it's around creating something strong. Uh, a lot of people have overcome a lot of personal obstacles to get where they are and do what they do. So you know, how, how do I portray that? So typically, you know, maybe I'll, I'll try something that is a her- heroic pose uh, or angle, um, and then and then in a way that that pushes them to showcase their I guess their strengths and then combine that with everything that's around them the environment composition uh, lighting and then all that feed that into the camera to make the photo so you know for me it's you know who am I working with and how comfortable they are and what what they're going to use the photos for and what what story they're trying to tell right so it's up to the person and then you try bring that story to life whatever they're trying to obviously accomplished within the photos yeah 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 so your visions kind of meet at a point and that's when you capture on camera to tell that yeah yeah that's that's always my goal um you know a lot of people take photos for christmas cards um christmas cards yeah yeah they they they, of themselves yeah yeah yeah, yeah, i've had some of those um a lot of them have you know lost weight through you know 20 25 weeks a year uh want to showcase so um, it's the first time they've been on camera. Um, obviously, I'm not going to get them to do anything crazy, but get them feeling comfortable in front of the camera um, and so that they can you know, show their kids what they've done and what they've been proud of. Um, in terms of quality, it's, you know, can I produce images that are magazine standard, print standard, so if, if they wanted to use it for print or whatever or if they want to show friends and family, um, this is what they've done, the quality's there. So that's also one of the uh, i guess foundations that i try and deliver on i see and so now moving forward for you working with athletes wanting to work with some businesses that you feel that is your interest predominantly that uh, showcases a lot of people um and what's that sort of add-on that you want to do as well so athletes obviously will always be your core thing from what i can understand then businesses and people that uh businesses that are trying to showcase their people 
what's something else that you would want to do? I mean, it doesn't even have to be photography because so, now photography has become your main thing. What becomes your side hustle? Because at a point, IT was your main thing that you did, you know, sort of most of your time and photography was your side hustle. So what's your side hustle now? Uh, f- funny enough, I've been uh, getting into furniture. So second hand furniture, furniture um, and, and I guess... So this is flipping them or... Yeah, I flip, I flip a bit of furniture here and yeah. there um, just because I like it. You know, the way that it was built, old school, I'm usually dealing with like antique stuff, uh, keeps me busy, keeps me creative. Um, and I'm again, I have an uneven ad, uh, advantage because I'm using my photography to take really nice photos of old stuff and, and flipping them for a bit more. So uh, that's, <laughs> that's cool. Do and you I, think it works? Like you take like something you picked up really cheap and you cleaned it up, made it look nice and whatever, and took some nice photos of it and made them look really nice and they sell for more. Yeah, 100%. Uh, it, it's like anyone that's trying to sell their car, right? So would, would you buy a car if someone hasn't, you know, taken the detail? Photos and photos, stuff. Photos of the detail of the car, you know, pushing it to its best. So uh, I, for me, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to see where photography fits around, you know, adding that value. So, I, you know, I did talk about trying to get into automotive photography yep. and, and, you know, working with... Uh, you know, some of the larger brands, like maybe Lambo, Porsche, Ferrari, Mercedes, Continental, all that kind of stuff, and 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 taking photos of their cars um, and and letting them use it for ads, social media, selling their cars, for example. So that's one of the things I had in the pipeline. Uh, obviously, with COVID, that sort of slowed down. Yeah. Um, but I'll, I'll try and push for that uh, towards the end of the year as well. I'll build that portfolio up, um, and then commercial real estate was one too thinking about maybe drones trying to get into drones and get into video I think but commercial real estate is a huge market at the moment especially with the interest interest rates being at all-time low so first time home buyers investors and whoever they might be everyone's trying to buy houses because you know interest rates are the lowest they've ever been so a lot of houses actually are coming up for listing and also at the same time you know how generally people would travel to new zealand and they would come and rent out an airbnb or people that come to New Zealand to just stay in the short-term accommodations. Now, since people haven't been traveling much, you know, all these houses have been doing nothing pretty much for the last three months. So there's two things the owners are doing. They're either taking those houses off Airbnb because obviously there's no one's traveling to New Zealand, so they no longer can be hired. Either they get uh, property maintenance work done on it to, to get it up to standard. Then they put on rent. Or for the people that can't, can't have to afford the rent because obviously when you do an Airbnb, you get paid more, right? People are selling them off and they need nice photos of it to showcase showcase it in a nice way so they can get the most for the house at the moment. So I feel there's this huge, huge opportunity in property maintenance, uh, real estate as well, and as well as property management because for the, for the people that don't need as much income from the houses, they can afford to put that on rent and get that 650, 700 a week, you know? Mm. Whereas you'll be getting 200 bucks a night, and you know? times that by seven that's 1400 a week yeah airbnb has always been really really good with that um and if, if you've ever booked an airbnb what makes someone stand out as opposed to someone else a lot a lot of the people that are hosting on airbnb take cell phone photos and things like that and um you know just having used it myself i, I tend to shy away because it's i don't know i don't feel like it's the correct representation of the space that i'm in yeah um does the owner care about the place you know i can't tell with a an iPhone photo, for example, it's all yep. dark and and I guess you're a photographer too, so you would know like it's a it's a phone photo. You'd be know straight away. Oh, it's yeah. a phone photo, and uh, like uh, exactly what you said about houses or staying at Airbnb. I feel 
you know, going back to the whole business aspect to it, if a business is showcased in the right light, people tend to want to do business with them. They will buy that same product or same car or same whatever it is if it's taken, just like what you do with the furniture. You can sell the same product two different ways. You get two different prices depending on how you showcase that with photos. Yeah, I mean, um, cars, houses, you know, fitness, for example, um, real estate, I- anything that is, I guess, people look at, you know, first perceptions, for example, um, goes a long way. So, yeah, I, I still think there's going to be a growth for photography. Um, you know, there's a lot of on new photographers coming up to speed, a lot of YouTube uh, tutorials. So competition is always going to be there. But again, uh, you know, how do people deal with the competition and how do they always, I guess, re- reinvent themselves? Yeah. Have you ever thought of doing video though? Because I guess, you know, a lot of people do photos and videos. What do you think about videos? I, I've stared away from video because I just didn't have the funds to buy, you know, stabilizers, uh, all the lenses, uh, camera. Um, it, it's a new set of kit, yeah. I find. Agreed, yeah. Um, and learning to edit i think would be a real tough one for me to kind of get my head around um i i haven't sat down and really committed myself to learning how to edit video uh, but it's I, I feel it's a completely separate beast um you know storage requirements go up uh pc compute power goes up um and i just don't have that kind of infrastructure at the moment so it, it's something I want to dive into, but maybe when technology becomes a bit more accessible and software becomes a, litty, a lot easier to use, then I'll... I mean, you could, you know, the more your Sean Poe photography brand itself grows, once you get it to a stage, I guess you can make extension to that, you know, Sean Poe videography, and where you can actually get people that you work with that do that, what you just said that, you know, you're trying to steer away from. Because, you know, obviously, I guess for every business and like yourself, you would eventually evolve into something that is not just one thing. Yeah, I guess, you know, where, where I want to take my brand would be, you know, what I thought of was, you know, having a like a talent agency where, you know, I've met, I've, I've photographed a lot of people, got all the connections, uh, got the portfolio. You know, how can I push that to you know people that are looking for talent, uh, businesses, looking for content, things like that. Um Video, I, I, I'm, you know, looking for someone to, to partner with on video. Um, well, I don't know what the uptake is on video, so if I offer photos and then also vi- offer video, I'm not entirely sure what that uptake may be. Mm. Um, so anyone that's looking or, you know, looking to do video, contact Sean because you never know, you might be able to team up with them or people that purely just might want to work with you and you can offer them, you know, behind the scenes shot. Have you thought about that actually? People that want to, you know, uh, do photos with you, but at the same time that they want a video to sort of somewhat feel like a star to show their behind the scenes shoot. I think some some photographers do do offer that, right? Yeah, um, a lot a lot of people do as a, a side thing where it's kind of like a behind the scenes. Yeah, yeah, that thing. Um, what's involved in the experience? Uh, what kind of prep is involved? Um, you know, are they having fun and, yeah. and what, what 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 makes a photo? I think that's always really really cool. Yeah. Um, I think Instagram thirty second timer or whatever. Um, a lot of people are shooting video for that, which is good to see. Um, again, I, I don't know if that's something people will opt for. Yeah, like I mean, in terms of more the talent, right? They want that behind the scenes shoot to make them look like they're getting photographed by the Sean Poe. And it's behind the scene that he's, you know, they're getting the, fo- you know, the highlight reel almost of the photo shoot itself. 
but it's more so that the talent wants to put that they got this photo shoot done and these are then they when they get the photo work this is the photos because i remember when i did the photo shoot with you i kind of did that same thing too i got someone with a camera just to cover the whole photo and then we did li- little little talk as well after the photo shoot do you remember that yeah i do i do yeah, yeah i remember yeah. now actually it's come, yeah. back, it's come back to me yeah actually i think it's uh, it's on my youtube channel ron if you bring, if you bring <laughs> that up there's a sean poe photography i think it was i was like yeah. a quick thing and then we did like a quick chat with it um after the show anyway um, yeah, about after the shoot, sorry, we did that little chat. Yeah. So, sorry, what were you going to say? Yeah, no, I think it. I think it was good. I think it's again, it goes back to memories. You know, what was involved? Yeah. Um, what did you do, and and how did it happen? I think you know, just even if you're taking the video and you're saving it and reflecting on it in five, ten year, you know, ten years time or whatever, I think it's always good to have. And I guess you you invest so much into that. Um, why not have that remembrance? You know. So yeah, yeah I, I definitely recommend people showcase it video it um, keep that content and with with you with the whole thing you know moving forward what you said about working in property and working in um you know with real estate agents and people like that i think that's a you know there's a huge um there's a huge uh huge space where you can actually you know not only make a good income but also i guess you position yourself as you know it's not a, it's obviously not just any photographer and you're not a cheap cheap photographer you know so with these like how you said you wanted to work with lambos and ferraris and things like that with these high-end properties maybe you can be the guy that photographs one mil plus sort of puts uh, sort of you know properties what do you what do you think about that you know that's that's a good idea i haven't I haven't thought about uh specifically targeting those properties per se um i think it would probably require me to network a bit more or find out uh, who who has those properties that I can potentially test or use as a portfolio? Um, ideally, it'd be nice to shoot out of them. That'd be really really cool. Um, but yeah, I think that's still planning in the mix. Um, still trying to network uh, with the right people for that, and obviously back myself up in terms of the quality that they're going to receive and get. Nice. Well, um, before we wrap this up, Sean, I really want to thank you for coming onto you know obviously onto the first episode that's going to be launching Wednesday, 24th um, of June, 2020. It's going to be coming up. I'm going to be posting it up and, you know, you'll see it, you'll share it with people. Um, I just want to get your view on, on what did you think about when I first contacted you to come, come, come on the show sort of thing. Like, how did you feel I about it? And like, cause obviously I haven't seen any of your podcast. Any, have you done a podcast with anyone before? I, I've been asked, but I think um, timetables didn't really right, line right. up. Um, but you know, I, I follow them and I watch them and I think there's really good value to be had from them. Um, you know, Gary V, Joe Rogan, all that kind of stuff. And uh, it, it, I think it's really, really good for people to, I guess, um, have, have a listen, have, 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 hear hear some stories and, and, you know, who's the person behind the camera or, you know, how is someone good at doing what they do? And, um, you know, an hour listening to a podcast might save you weeks into finding out for yourself so uh, I was really flattered to to be asked to do a podcast I I generally don't like the way I sound or the way I look in front of the camera so I think from what I can hear you sound really really good which is good um and like you know I'm really privileged actually to have you here and um you know a lot of people like you've obviously put up a Sunday you know for an hour to come out here which I really really appreciate you doing that just before we wrap this up would you like to give a shout out to anyone or anything and just give us give us a little insight on what you plan on doing next when you come out of sort of you know the next over the next month say what what do you plan on doing you want people to reach out 
Um, are you going to be catching up on the work that you left or what, what's happening with that? Yeah, so for me, next steps would be uh, sort of planning for the rest of my year, um, you know, looking to engage with people that want to create content, um, different content, high quality content. So, you know, I, I want to be approachable. So feel free to contact me on my um, social media platforms or my mobile directly, all that kind of stuff. Um, plan plan for 2021 um, and reflect on what I've achieved, I guess, this year and what can I bring different. Um, WBFF is in November in the Gold Coast. Uh, hopefully the Trans-Tasman bubble opens up. Fingers crossed. I really need that to open. Um, but, you know, looking to nail that. And uh, I think I'm sitting maybe 19 weeks out and I'm looking pretty booked out, which is always really flattering uh, to know that I'm booked out this far early. And, you know, shout out to you for hosting me and, and doing what you do. I know I love your work. And, and Thanks, man. I appreciate it. Seeing what you put out there and how you engage people and, and I guess the solid relationships you create. So that's always uh, motivating for me uh, to, to take on board. And, yeah, I think, you know, New Zealand is a beautiful place to be and I think this is a growing market and it, it's it's always good to give back. So feel free to reach out to me if anyone's got any questions or um, want to talk about a bit more about my history or what I've done, feel free to reach out. Awesome, man. I appreciate it. And um, that's it, guys. Well, that's Sean Poe for you. And most importantly, check out his work. Go look at what he's done. Um, as I said, his links, wherever it might be below, if you're watching this on YouTube or if you're listening to this on Spotify, Apple Music, I'll try and include them in the description so you can check his work out. I just want to thank him for coming on the show and wish him all the best. Thanks, Sean. Thank you. Thanks, team.